Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the forgotten origins of fairy tales, the podcast where I look into the truth behind our best loved children's stories. As you can probably tell, I've still got a bit of a cold, so sorry for the nasal tone of my voice. Oh, when will this super cold go away? But anyway, this week, in honour of Halloween, which is fast approaching, we're getting spooky, looking into the chilling backstory of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. A tale that's inspired films dating back to 1958, and though it's not as famous as the Tim Burton adaptation with Johnny Depp, the old Disney cartoon is the one that springs to mind for me. It gave me serious nightmares as a kid. But for this podcast, we're focusing on Washington Irving's Legend of the Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Hessian, which is the original. Because though... The other stories and films are based on Irving's ghost story. The film adaptations are pretty different. So, without further ado, let's have a look at this original ghostly tale. The story begins in a small town of Sleepy Hollow. And the narrator of the story tells us that everyone in Sleepy Hollow is, as the name would suggest, dreamy and sleepy at all times. The narrator tells us that this might be because of a curse or spell. Sleepy Hollow, we're told, has its fair share of curses, superstitions and legends. The town's most prominent legend, though, is that of a horseman who rides around the town by night with no head on his shoulders. The horseman is believed to be a Hessian soldier left over from the Revolutionary War, and the townspeople believe that he may be haunting the town because he's still looking for his head. The horseman is referred to as the Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow. By day, though, the town has its small pieces of normality. The schoolmaster, Ichabod Crane, is a man newly arrived from Connecticut, Ichabod's students admire him greatly and due to the custom of the time, he prevails upon one student's family per week for room and board, as his pay is far too little to keep a house of his own. Ichabod is also the singing master of the town. He's considered one of the most intelligent men in Sleepy Hollow, second only to the town's parson. Because of this, many of the town's women find themselves lusting after Ichabod and wanting him for a husband. Now, Ichabod considers himself a firm believer in the supernatural and often spends so long reading frightening stories at the school that he must sing psalms to himself as he walks home so that he's not afraid of the dark. His favourite story is that of the Headless Horseman. 
Katerina von Tassel is one of Ichabod's singing pupils, an 18-year-old known throughout the area for her family's wealth and her incredible beauty. Katrina is the daughter of a very wealthy farmer and entertains many suitors looking to make her their wife. And Ichabod is no exception. He finds himself falling completely in love with Katrina and he's also taken by her father's wealth. And he decides he must marry her. However, Katrina has other suitors who are rivals for her affection and among them is a man named Brom van Brunt. He is the largest threat to Ichabod. Brom is a troublemaker, a loud and rowdy man known in the town for his feats of strength and heroic actions. He's very well respected and liked by everyone. Many of Katrina's other suitors have given up the competition for her hand in marriage because of the threat of Brom, but Ichabod is not daunted. He does court Katrina more secretly, though, so that the other man will be less likely to hear about it and less likely to beat him up. And this is made easier for Ichabod because he's able to court Katrina whilst performing as her singing teacher, and Katrina's parents don't notice how Ichabod acts towards her. Katrina returns the affections of both men and a rivalry develops between them quickly. Brom challenges Ichabod to a physical challenge, but Ichabod refuses well aware that he would obviously lose. Brom becomes frustrated by the refusal and begins to play practical jokes on Ichabod in front of Katrina in order to diminish him in her eyes. And for some time the conflict between these men continues with wind on both sides. And one day a messenger comes to invite Ichabod to a dinner at the Von Tassel farm. He sends his students home immediately so that he can prepare for the party. Ichabod decides to wear his best suit, and his only suit, and borrows an old unused horse from the farmer he's currently staying with and rides out to the Von Tassel farm. The horse, named Gunpowder, is aged and somewhat sickly but tough and ready for a fight, and Ichabod arrives at the party safely. Many prominent farmers from the area are there with their wives, and Brom is also there with his risky horse, Daredevil. Ichabod, starving, eats everything in sight at dinner and dances much of the night away with Katrina. Brom can only look on at the two in jealousy. But after the dancing has ended, Ichabod begins to chat with some of the older men about ghost stories and the headless horseman is brought up, among other local legends. Brom tells his own story of encountering the Headless Horseman and he says that he offered to race the spectre for a bowl of punch. Ichabod doesn't believe a word of this, but he doesn't interrupt. Late into the night, the party disbands and Ichabod stays on after everyone leaves to speak to Katrina. And the narrator says that they do not know what happens in this conversation, but that Ichabod leaves the house looking disappointed and that the reader must use their imagination to fill in the gaps. It is to be assumed that Katrina was only using him to make herself sure that Brom really had real affections for her, and Ichabod sets off home on his old horse during the darkest hour of the night. As he rides, he starts to remember all the ghost stories that he heard that night, and begins to get more and more uncomfortable and frightened as he approaches Sleepy Hollow's church. 
the area where the headless horseman is seen most frequently. He makes it past the church, but when he comes to the bridge over the nearby stream, his horse suddenly stops. Across the stream, Ichabod spies a tall, dark shape that he can't identify. Frightened, he calls out to ask who it is, but there's no answer, and gunpowder still doesn't move an inch. Ichabod starts to nervously sing a psalm. The figure, a large horseman, suddenly springs into motion. He rides alongside Ichabod without saying anything, and Ichabod tries to speed up to lose him, but the horseman matches his pace easily. And when the two go through a patch of moonlight, Ichabod realises that the horseman is headless. His decapitated head is resting on the saddle in front of him. Panicking, the young man tries to lose the horseman again by bolting forward, but this only spooks his own horse, causing it to veer in the wrong direction, away from Sleepy Hollow and towards the old church. Ichabod's saddle slips as he's racing away, and he begins to fall, only managing to stay on by grabbing Gunpowder's neck. They approach the church, and Ichabod recalls that the horseman is supposed to vanish at this point from the tales that he's heard. And he's right! But as the spectre starts to disappear, he stands on his stirrups and launches his head at Ichabod. The head hits the schoolmaster and knocks him clean from the saddle. The next day, Gunpowder shows up back at the home of Van Ripper. However, Ichabod is not with him. And the schoolmaster doesn't show up for dinner that day. And Hans Van Ripper becomes so worried that he insists on sending out a search party. They find many hoof prints, and eventually Ichabod's hat discarded next to a smashed pumpkin. But no man. The townspeople assume that he was taken off by the headless horseman, and since he's not in debt in any way to the town, they decide not to worry about it anymore. Some of the townspeople assume that Ichabod merely left the town out of shame for losing Katrina, Broom is especially delighted to hear the news of his rival's disappearance and finds the tale very amusing, especially the smashed pumpkin part. Soon, Katrina and Brom marry, and the schoolhouse falls into disrepair, and the townspeople assume that it's haunted by Ichabod's ghost. Now, let's talk a little bit about the author of this American tale, Washington Irving was born in upstate New York in 1783 and spent the majority of his 20s writing books and articles for newspapers, including historical accounts and biographies. But Sleepy Hollow is by far his best-known work and is even cited as the first real American ghost story. So his inspiration came in part from true-life events that took part in the American Revolution – During the conflict, German soldiers, also known as Hessians, fought on the side of the British. And it's said that in the Battle of White Plains, which took place over the town of Sleepy Hollow, a Hessian soldier was decapitated by a cannonball on the 28th of October. Which is why this is such a popular ghost story around Halloween. And Irving then used this tragic character as the focal spirit in his tale of terror. 
But Irving didn't invent the concept of a headless rider. Historian Elizabeth Bradley says it's likely that a source of Irving's horseman can be found in Sir Walter Scott's 1796 The Chase, which is actually a translation of a German poem, The Wild Huntsman by Gottfried Berger, which is likely based on Norse mythology. Here we are with Norse mythology again. In fact, it's actually a common legend all over the world and dates back thousands of years. So the best-known example comes from the court of King Arthur with the tale Gwain and the Green Knight. Now, this story is a long one and weaves in and out of other Arthurian legends, so this is going to be a very brief overview. And if you want to know more, there are loads of articles and books that go into much more detail. But essentially, during a New Year's Eve feast at King Arthur's court, a strange figure referred to only as the Green Knight pays the court an unexpected visit. He challenges the group's leader or any other brave representative to a game. The Green Knight says that he will allow whomever accepts the challenge to strike him with his own axe, on the condition that the challenger find him in exactly one year to receive the same blow in return. As soon as Arthur grips the Green Knight's axe, Sir Gawain leaps up and asks to take the challenge himself. He takes hold of the axe and in one deadly blow cuts off the knight's head clean from his shoulders. To the amazement of the court, though, the now headless Green Knight picks up his severed head, and before riding away, the head reiterates the terms of the pact, reminding the young Gawain to seek him in a year and a day at the Green Chapel. But after only eight months, Gawain grows weary waiting for his inevitable fate, and goes in search of the Green Knight to face up to his own destiny. After a long and arduous journey filled with challenges and trials, the knight comes across his challenger, exactly a year and a day after they'd last met. Gawain presents his neck and demands that his debt be fulfilled. But the green knight merely grazes the side of his neck, just enough to draw blood. Astonished, Gawain demands to know why, and the headless rider replies that by coming out to meet his fate and by completing all the tests thrown his way on his journey, he has proven himself to be a true knight of Camelot. So in the Arthurian legend, the headless horseman isn't so much an omen of doom, but more a reminder to keep your promises and not be afraid. So I think we can agree it's far less scary. And though thought to be one of the original headless ghoul stories, it's unlikely that it massively inspired Irving. However, one that likely did was an Irish piece of folklore named the Dullahan. The Dullahan, roughly translated to Dark Man, was a malevolent harbinger of death whose roots lie in Celtic mythology. He's said to be the embodiment of Crom Doom. Really sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But Crom Doom was a fertility god who demanded blood sacrifices in the form of decapitation. 
But these rituals stopped when Christianity came to Ireland, and frustrated by the loss of his sacrifice, he still roams the roads, calling the names of those who are doomed to die and carrying his head under his arm. The flesh of the face is decayed and sliding off the bone, and it's said you can hear the wet skin slapping the floor. And stories of Dullahans are also found in Norway. During the 16th century, Norwegians would decapitate their dead relatives to make sure the ghosts were weaker. But this only encouraged them to come back headless and angered by their unsightly appearance. So, moral of that story, don't decapitate your dead. But how do we know that this Celtic folklore influenced Irving? Well, we don't know for certain... But though Irving was an American citizen, his parents came from Cornwall in the UK and the story was written whilst travelling in England, where the legend was in full swing, so it's highly likely he would come across the myth of the Dullahan. Other depictions of a headless omen of death can be found all over the world, from Germany to Japan, with the myths surrounding them influencing holidays, poetry, books, films, festivals and even religions, the legend of Sleepy Hollow is just the tip of the iceberg. That's all for this week. I hope you found it interesting, if a little bit scary. And next week, I'm staying in the world of the spooky with the legend of Dick Turpin, another infamous horseman. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not check out my Instagram page, Forgotten Origins Podcast. That's all one word, Forgotten Origins Podcast, where I post new content every week. And as always, please recommend the podcast to any friends and family you think might also enjoy it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.